Welcome to another special episode of 18 Over Par with Mike and JR featuring AWOC, our PGA correspondent. He breaks down the Open Championship happening this week over the pond at Royal St. George's just outside of London, England. He gives us his best shots, his long shots, his in-betweeners, and breaks down the four Canadians in the field. Enjoy. 18 Over Par is proudly presented by Jamie Wilkie and the new Winnipeg Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Pulling up to the clubhouse in a ride that looks half as good as your golf attire just isn't cutting it. It's time to improve your ride and your drive. You can purchase a new or used vehicle from Jamie Wilkie at the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park and the former Manitoba Amateur Champ will take you for a round at Breezy Bend. So now pulling up to the clubhouse won't be so damn embarrassing and neither will your golf game. You can book your test drive today at winnipegdodge.com. Just ask for Jamie Wilkie. You can also check him out on episode two of the 18 Over Par podcast. He'll certainly be happy to see you. You can also find them on social media. So make sure you improve your ride and your drive. And the only place to do that the new Winnipeg Dodge. They're different. You can check them out. WinnipegDodge.com. It's the 18 Over Par Podcast with Mike and JR. You suck. All right, so we're bringing this guy back. AWOC is back, and uh, we appreciate him uh, joining us again as our PGA correspondent. We've got to give him huge props for the U.S. Open, which we had him on, and you had John Rahm atop your leaderboard as well, Harris English, and just so happened that John Rahm, of course, he won, and Harris English finished third. So huge props, and did you win any money? I won a little bit of money, nothing crazy. Uh, the thing with John Rahm, he was uh, he was atop the the odds board yeah. too, so <laughs> not paying out too heavy. But the Harris English one worked out, and then he ended up winning. Uh, the next week, I believe. So, yeah, Harris English, he's a hot player right now as well. Didn't you have him? Wasn't he your first big win? Was it Harris? That was my first big win. Yeah, yeah that was. I think that was in January. The uh, this uh, tournament of champions. So, uh, yeah, Harris English been been playing well for me. That's for sure. Kind of like Huss and Tony Finau. He's always on Tony Finau. He was on our latest episode, Andrew Hustler Patterson of Winnipeg Sports Talk Radio, and uh, we talked uh, quite a bit. And we did touch on a little bit of our Heckler Champagne Championship. And want to give a shout out again to the folks mm-hmm. uh, uh, up at Heckler Resort, Sandy Kersiba, the pro up there as well as Team Lefty for a valiant effort. Uh, and they always make this fun, both uh, Levy and uh, and Moons. And uh, I think next year we might have to open it up for, for a few more people because it's it's going to be popular. And Hecla is a beautiful course, and the resort is great. People are great. It's its own different world yeah. out there. It's kind of like Las Vegas if you were stuck in the middle of Winni- Lake Winnipeg. That's kind of what it is. That's, that, that's what it is. Absolutely. And no slot machines that I know of. Great, uh, great amenities up there. We hit the... Uh, <laughs> the spa up there and uh really really got some time to relax in between uh uh however many holes of golf we played there jr yeah and moon's almost broke his neck in the pool so that was cool 
<laughs> and Mike, you almost got your first hole in one. Levy I almost did. shot even par on a nine hole. My hands were busted, so I was Tommy two gloving it. And yeah. uh, we still ended up coming out uh, on top, winning by one stroke. And we eagled the 10th hole, one of the most yeah. challenging holes on the course and in our scramble. And oh. we somehow came alive and we eagled it to, uh, we were, to bring it home. Uh, on in two there. And uh, we had a good, great putt there. So it was a good yeah, team that was you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even bring out my putter. That's how confident I well, was. Well, <laughs> you, you, you got us on the green with that uh, that forward, yeah. that forward that was uh, shared between the team uh, in, throughout the match. But uh, yeah, that was a great time up at Hecla. Yeah. So shout out again to them. And uh, I would really look forward to seeing some some other folks come up there, like A Walk, because Mike, uh, I think later that week he went out golfing for uh, A Walk's birthday, and Ooh. I saw a picture of that ferocious downswing. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you got to get some stiffer shafts or something, but there was a lot of whip in that shaft. I'm like, oh, I haven't man. even seen this picture. I, I'd love to see it though. Maybe I do. That, that's the problem all this time. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I want to see the ball speed on the track man yeah. for that one because it looked like you come to play. Yeah, I, I didn't share it with anyone. Uh, a walk uh, just just with uh, Jordan and uh, the Heckler guys, and, and we analyzed your swing. So. Uh, <laughs> you, can, you can get some actually I, it wasn't even a video it no. was just a picture, it was a picture right yeah 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 and i we went to uh the uh prestigious crescent drive out in uh, fort gary there and, and that was a beautiful par three course and very challenging to get your ball on the green i think my greens in regulation was only one so uh very <laughs> challenging to do that but i i, I did shoot not too bad yeah, you, th- you think you're going to a par three course and it's going to be easy, but uh, it's uh, <laughs> deceptively challenging there. Yeah, yeah. Well, par threes uh, typically are one of some of the more challenging holes on a golf course. That's kind of the protection for some golf courses. Sure. And the Open Championship, uh, well, it's, it's probably going to be windy. You always got to think of the weather. And if it sounds windy in your ears right now, it's probably because Mike has his air conditioning unit on blasting full tilt. No. <laughs> oh, no. I turn, I actually, JR, I, I turned it off. It's because AWOC is on scene right now. Right. Yeah, Sandwich, exactly. yeah. England. He's uh, just outside Royal St. George. And uh, yeah, we're, we're expecting up to 30 kilometer hour winds this week. I know they've uh, seen a lot of rainfall in uh, recent weeks, but supposed to be drying out uh, coming up for this uh, this open championship. And uh, AWOC, I've read a little bit about the Royal St. George, but I'd love to hear what you can you can tell us about the course. Uh, yeah, you, well, you know, it's a major, so it's going to be challenging. Um, how challenging really does depend on on those conditions. If, it, if you're getting the big wind, it's going to be tough if it's playing. So far, we've heard that it's kind of soft right now, but uh, by the weekend, it's supposed to firm up. But it's another one, and it kind of reminds me of Kiowa when we were talking about the PGA Championship in that, obviously, it's a Lynx-style course, and if you look at pictures, they've got some really great pictures going around right now and the shadows just show you the the undulations all down the fairway all on the greens like this there's not a flat spot on this course so it's going to be one of those tests where it's going to require a lot of uh 
mental strength because things aren't going to go your way. No matter how good you are, um, you're going to take hard bounces. You're going to fly off course into the hay. They've got that long kind of dry prairie grass around in the rough uh, and those deep pot bunkers. That's going to be a nightmare for some guys because you've got to be able to flop it out of there or, or kind of swallow your pride and, and go sideways just to get it out of there because we've seen guys uh, just hack and hack away and you're just burning strokes inside those bunkers. Absolutely. Is that what you would do, AWOC? Because I would like to see that downswing popping up balls in a pot bunker. Would you just, would you kind of swallow your pride there and hit it sideways or would you go for it? I'm going for it, man. Uh, I I can pop it up sometimes. I just take a lot of sand with it. That's all. As long as you get it out of there. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be uh, it'd be uh, tough to to want to go backwards in the fairway. I know that that has happened in the past, but uh, yeah, the reason why we're 18 over par handicappers is because we're always going for those high risk shots and and not playing that course management. <laughs> right, course but, management, uh, not a strong <laughs> for the pin every time. No matter exactly, what. <laughs> no matter what is in front of you, whether it be an eight foot sand wall or or not. But uh, yeah, driver yeah. driver off every tee aim for every pin and have at it. That's basically it. (laughs) And uh, just a little history on the course here. Uh, St. George's has hosted the open championship on 14 occasions since 1894. And I believe it was the first course outside of Scotland to host the open Scotland, obviously the home of golf at (laughs) St. Andrews there. We won't get into that, but interesting fact, uh, Ian Fleming, writer of the James Bond spy novels, uh, was a uh, member of Royal St. George, and he included the course and based uh, his uh, Goldfinger uh, uh, novel, uh, one of the scenes off of uh, that course. So there's a scene in Goldfinger uh, where James Bond plays Goldfinger and odd jobs there, and they play a match of golf, and it's probably one of the most epic scenes of James Bond ever. I'm pretty sure, but uh, maybe I'm biased, but uh, so check that out. I'll probably tweet that, that clip out. Cause I was just watching it before we got on this. Is golf. Kevin Costner in that one. <laughs> there is uh there is a later version of Goldfinger where Kevin Costner plays uh Goldfinger. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's not well known, but uh, it was a later release, and uh, he's really good in it too. Yeah, I bet. But uh, <laughs> all right, that's uh, that. I wanted to get into the course before we got into that boring probability stuff. I like history, and it's such a it's a natural course. You know, it's not. Uh, you know, they just basically manicured it into what it is. And Adam touched on the undulating uh, fairways and listening to some stuff today. Like some of the fairways are crowned, like. You got about five yards in the middle of this fairway, and then on either side, it it just dips down into that that long uh, prairie grass. I don't think it's it could be fescue. I'm I'm not a grass man. We'll have a grass guy on in a few weeks, and he can tell us. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, honestly, like uh, it. it there's a lot of really challenging stuff there. There's going to be like blind tee shots because you're shooting up over a hill and you have no idea where you're going at. That's going to be with your irons as well. So you're, it's going to take a little bit of experience. I think you're going to have to do some planning and really look at this course before you get on there or else you could find yourself in trouble. Just, you know, not even knowing what's on the other side of a hill you're hitting over. 
Yeah, yeah. And I think for public play, based on or just on the uh, blind shots there, they have actual aiming poles, and they're colored differently based on how far you hit the ball. I'm not sure if those would be in play for for the Open Championship or they, they would uh, – pull them out <laughs> i'm sure they're still there but uh, get those strong men over there to pull them out of the ground remember all those strong men competitions that'd be like early morning on tsn these exactly. crazy they're like throwing telephone yeah. poles or whatever that uh, that thing is those weren't telephone poles those were the aiming poles yeah. the, the open championship courses but it, it is surprising if you're looking at the odds of the the guys who are up there they're not links style guys we're up there mm-hmm. looking like john rom he's i think he's at the top for odds yep. and i think xander shoffley i think he's up there and you usually think uh, history has shown that it's been the long shots that have won at this course yeah so i think uh the last winner was darren clark back in 2011 and he was you know he was well into his 40s i think at that point um no one really expected him to win and I think why you see those odds like that are just because those are the guys that are playing well right now. And that's, that's who's going to attract the most money in Vegas is those guys that are hot right now. John Rahm, last I saw he was paying nine to one just because he's been unreal. Um, whether it's a links course or not, I think he's going to have a shot at it, but uh, you're right that you, I don't think we're going to see one of those favorites win. That's not really where I'm leaning. If you're someone that wants to bet on long shots in a major, I think this is the one for you. Do you have uh, people who are atop your leaderboard then when either it's uh, long shots or medium shots? Yeah. If you go down a little bit, uh, Louis Oosthuizen, we oh, saw, Louis, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's had so many, uh, you know, top five and like, mm-hmm. you know, top two finishes, even at the U S open there. And he won the, the open championship in 2010. I think he could do it again. I think that he's that kind of player because he's experienced enough. He's been around, he's got the mental, uh, strength not to kind of buckle when things don't go his way. And he's, his putter is on fire right now. And that's going to help at a place like this as well. Um, interesting, interesting fact I saw on Oosthuizen today. Uh, he was, he's 12 strokes short of winning seven majors. Yeah, it's crazy. Just been right there on so many occasions and just hasn't, uh, he he has won, but, uh, not, not through those ones. Yeah. I'd like to see the odds on Louie finishing top three. If that was a prop bet. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that might be one of the bets to do actually. Top two. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, Huss even touched uh, on that on our, on our latest episode, Andrew Hustler Patterson mentioning, you know, Louie and and kind of always being the the bridesmaid and he's a big DFS guy and AWOC, you too. You're into DFS. So Mike, do you know what DFS is? No, Uh, to be honest, (laughs) I don't know what it is. I thought you did your research on that. Uh, The, uh, (laughs) director of fish studies uh is that i don't know no i i briefly looked it up and uh obviously it has something to do with fantasy golf and and i feel like it relates a little bit to kind of like that office pool thing that i've i've played maybe you pick guys from from certain categories but i'll let a walk get into it because he's the expert and and i did just set up a DraftKings account and uh i'm i'm looking forward to putting into some some dfs 
Yeah, there you go. So uh, Hustler tends to run every major. He actually runs a tournament. I think it's usually $3 entry and uh, you could get in there. I've actually, I, I haven't won it, but I've got some money out of that. Nice. Uh, so DFS, yeah, DraftKings. There's also FanDuel. Uh, it's for basically all sports that you could think of. And what you're doing is you're making a roster of golfers, kind of like what you said, Mike, with that office pools, where in those there's categories, you can do that in, in DFS, but usually it's a salary based system. So you've got 50,000 to spend on six golfers and each golfer has a price. So this week you'd see John Rahm at the top, he's gonna cost about 12,000. And then at the bottom range, you, you have guys that are only 6,000. So you kind of have to balance it out. Do you take, you know, six guys that are kind of mid-range guys or do you go top heavy, take a John Rom, and then take a chance on a gamble on a long shot in that sixth spot? And really what you want to do is you want to ensure all six of your guys make the cut, ideally, because if your guys miss the cut, you've lost two whole days of points there. Um, so it's really challenging. I, I do much better in hockey and football, to be honest, than golf, just because golf is so, so random. But uh, there's definitely opportunities there. And it's easier to win at DraftKings than it is to pick a winner outright out right. of you know, 160 mm. golfers or whatever it is. Yeah, because you're competing against other people and their picks as opposed to just your brain and whatever Vegas says the odds are. <laughs> That's right, exactly. <laughs> but, but that can also be a, a bit of a curse too because <laughs> the, some of these, they allow like a max of like 150 entries into a tournament. And there's guys that got their computer running and they're spitting out 150 lineups automatically and they're throwing down $1,500 or whatever to enter Jeez. all these lineups. And, and you're sitting there with your one $10 entry hoping <laughs> you basically win the lottery, right? <laughs> but uh, but it's fun. It's awesome. I love watching uh, my lineup throughout the week and, and seeing how they're doing. And if all six get through and you make it to the weekend, I mean, you, you got as good a chance as anyone at winning that. Are you on your guy, Harris English, this week? Yeah, I like Harris. Uh, I think he's got kind of like, well, obviously his recent form is fantastic, but he's got a pretty good short game as well. And I think that's going to be important here. I think you're going to find guys kind of just outside the green, around the green, and even in those bunkers, they got to be able to get out of them. I like Harris English this year. I, uh, this week, I think he's got a, a good chance as well. What about the uh, the good Scotsman? Rory McIlroy <laughs> hailing from Northern Ireland, AKA Scotland, Rory McIlroy. <laughs> a throwback to a gaffe that we had on a previous episode there, but yeah, Rory, you know, you got to root for the UK guys on in the open because they, you know, they've, they've grown up with these link style courses. Yep. And I see uh, a few guys like Rory, he's really up and down last week at the Scottish open. He missed the cut, I think. And, uh, um, you, you don't really know what he's going to do. I think he's got as good a chance as, as anyone. I won't be putting money on him, I don't think. Um, but when you bring up the guys from the UK, uh, there's one guy I want to mention, and he's a long shot, but he kind of fits the mold of an older guy who's won before, and that's Patrick Harrington. Mm, he's 49 Patty. years old, so he's kind of at the end of his uh, career here. Well, at least his, you know, his PGA Tour career. But he's won. He won back-to-back -back Open Championships in, I think it was 07 and 08. Um, he came in, uh, he tied for fourth at the PGA Championship just a couple months ago when Phil Mickelson won. So this is a guy, yeah, he's 49, but he's at the top of his oh. game right now. He 
tied for 18th at the Scottish Open last week. This guy, uh, he he's a guy, I think he's paying maybe 150 to one. So he's a deep long shot. But like JR said, long shots win this thing. Yeah. And even for, for a prop bet, if you can get him top 25 or something like that, it sounds like he's up there considering, you know, both the Scottish Open link style and yep. Kiwa Island link style as well, where, yep. he, where he finished up top there. And Mr. Cavs himself, Phil Mickelson, he is in the field as well. Uh, I don't know if he's a smart pick or not, but who knows? Well, talk about guys that can flop it, right? Like yeah. he can flop it out of those bunkers. He's going to take a little artistry more than science on this one. So maybe uh, you lean more towards a guy like Phil than a Bryson this week. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't know if too many people are on Bryson. and we'll, I don't think we'll, we'll, so. We'll, we'll see what happens when it comes to that. But also we got to mention, I think, Brooks Kepka because he's, when it comes to majors, Yep, he puts it together. Always, always shows up for majors. I was reading an interview with him, uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before, where he's saying, ah, you know, I don't really like this course. <laughs> Brooks is always blunt like that, but he said, yeah, I don't really like it. Like, it, it's this course doesn't really suit me, I don't think. But he also said, I've won on courses I don't like before. So he's a guy that's got the confidence. You know, he's not going to mentally break if he's if he's in the running. Like, that makes him play better. Like, when he's in the top 10 on Sunday, look yeah. up. Well, I think there was some interesting stuff that I heard today on Kepka and just he was in the challenge tour, which I guess is maybe like a developmental tour under the European tour. If I'm, I don't know, I think so. But uh, but he's playing a lot of those link style courses and he, 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 you know, he cut his teeth playing those courses and, and got his card that way. So he should have experience with these link yeah. style courses. For sure. And, and he hasn't won an open championship. He's got two U.S. Opens and two PGAs. So open championship is probably something he's got his eye on. So definitely not looking past Brooks this week. No. Is there anyone else that's in your lineup card that you're thinking of sprinkling some cash on? Well, I got to I got to mention. Uh, last time I was on the U.S. Open, you're asking me about the Canadians, oh, and right, I said, yeah. "Well, don't bet on Mackenzie Hughes. <laughs> that's, that's I gotta pick one guy not to bet on, and then he's in the final pairing on Sunday. Um, you know, obviously he he dropped." out of it a bit on mm -hmm. Sunday, but he was playing great. And another guy was just a fire putter. So I could see him kind of sneaking in. Um, obviously he's just got named to the Olympics team with Corey Connors. So that's, he's got some got going on too. Yeah. And they'll both be playing. And Adam Hadwin, I think rounds out the Canadians that are making the, the trip overseas and he's uh, in the midst of a swing change. So uh, I wouldn't be putting my money on him, but who knows? He, he could also show up and have a magical week. You can kind of tell as well because he's kind of been up and down. Like he'll he'll finish a top ten and then he'll miss the cut and then he'll be up there again and then miss the cut. So you could tell he's definitely got uh, he's working on something. Mm. Jr. And uh, there is one more Canadian in the field this week, and it's Richard T. Lee. Uh, oh, right. Adam Awok. I don't know how much you know about him. I think he was playing in uh, a tour in Asia. I'm yeah, not, I he, guess he qualified for the Open. Yeah, he won the Singapore Open in like 2020. Like, so they haven't had the Open Championship since 2019, right? right? Yeah. So guys that qualified back in 2020 are still in for this one. And uh, Richard Lee, he falls under that category. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know a thing about him really. He's playing over in Asia. Yeah, I know his middle name starts with T. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> T money. Put, T put money. some money on him. I want to ask about uh, this guy who, who, uh, what I'm not even sure what he's ranked now, probably 
pretty high. But DJ, uh, you know, he's he hasn't fared well in the majors uh, since his win at the Masters in t- November of 2020 there, I believe. But uh, what, what do you think? He can add the Claret Jug to his uh, trophy room? Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see him win, but like you say, like the form just isn't there. He's not the same, not the same player he was at the end of 2020 when he was just kind of scorching the field week after week. Uh, but you know, obviously a fantastic player. I think he is ranked number two in the world still just behind John Rom. So wouldn't be surprised. I'm probably not putting him in my lineups this weekend. Yeah. I don't, John Rom is no longer uh, number one. And I think DJ is number one because uh, Rom lost at the Scottish Open or something, is, is what I heard. I'm oh, did, re- they, did they flip back? Okay. I think so. Just yeah. regurgitating something I heard uh, earlier. But uh, sure. Yeah. Either way, they're, they got to be neck and neck yeah. for that number one spot. Oh, yeah. They've been necking all right. But uh, the other guy I wanted to talk about is our, our friend uh, Jordan Spieth, who's had a great year, you know, and I kind of like him. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of people betting on uh, Jordan this week just because uh, he has had a good year. He won the Texas Open. He's been uh, playing quite well. He kind of dropped off a little bit recently, but still a fantastic player. He's got a great short game, which you're going to need. Um, it's just sometimes off the tee, he gets a little gets a little wild. But he's also one of those guys that he plays with a little bit of artistry. So you're going to have the ball on a bad lie. That's going to happen. Like you're going to be on a slope. You're going to be hitting weird shots. And that's kind of the stuff that you don't necessarily practice a lot. So that natural athleticism and ability really comes through. So Spieth would be a good pick, and I think he's going to be a popular one this week. Absolutely. And uh, one other guy, and you mentioned kind of the older guys. You mentioned Clark, Padraig, Mickelson. And uh, we can't forget about our friend Lee Westwood, who we've seen up there, uh, you know, close to the top of these leaderboards. And one little interesting fact, uh, Justin Ray tweeted out, the average age of the Open Championship since 2011 is 35.7 years old, which was about almost six years plus more than uh, the averages of the other major tournaments. In other words, oh, yeah. we got a chance, boys. <laughs> <laughs> We're lining up for it perfect. Yeah. We can't, we can't qualify for the Manitoba Mid-Am, but uh, we might be able to qualify for the Open Championship. <laughs> they just base it on age. They don't base it on handicap. That's all it is. <laughs> Are you around 35.7 or whatever years old? Hey, You're come, in. Come on in. Come on in and play well yeah lee i don't know i don't know if people are going to have him up there but he usually shows up uh for these or even a guy like justin rose or tommy fleetwood as well yeah tommy fleetwood i think is really interesting i think um if i remember correctly in 2019 he was second to shane lowry or he was up near the top of the leaderboard he hasn't really broken through on the pga tour but like fantastic player he's one of the guys you wonder like why isn't he winning more yeah where's fleetwood from isn't He's English. Yep. I he is an yep. English guy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or Irish or Northern Ireland or Scotland. He's, <laughs> he's from the United Kingdom. <laughs> he's from no. the EU, even though the United he, Kingdom is no longer part of the oh, EU. No, anyways, yeah, you that's, can't a whole, say that yeah, that's, that's a whole nother story. Oh, we're going to get hate mail. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> we we get again. enough of that. We get enough of that already. <laughs> we have to, 
<laughs> we had to lock down our Twitter DMs because uh, it was just getting out of hand. So, um, but uh, I do want to talk about. I think he's English. One other Englishman, uh, Fitzpatrick. He's he was on a couple guys' lists there, and uh, I don't know much about him, but uh, maybe Awok does. Yeah, he's a guy that's been playing great on the Euro Tour for uh, a while now. He is a young guy, and I think on the Scottish Open, uh, he was up at the, near the top of the leaderboard as well. He's a guy that keeps knocking on the door. Um, if there was a time for him to break through on the PGA Tour, he could certainly see it being at the Open Championship in his home country. And wouldn't that be sweet? So that was such a great storyline with uh, Lowry winning it. Um, as you know, kind of the, the hometown boy bringing it home and it, the, the crowd, I, well, I don't even know how big the crowd or the gallery is going to be there just because they have some pretty strict COVID protocols. We've seen a lot of guys yeah. drop out, uh, be, because of, of COVID, uh, either they tested positive for COVID or they were in contact with someone who had COVID or, yeah, or whatever just it being is. around someone. Yeah. yeah. Then they're dropping out. Yeah. Well, I think Fowler had a tweet or maybe a quote. Uh, he was kind of uh, frustrated with all of the protocols that the players were going to have to go through to get there. Meanwhile, yeah. there was going to be 35,000 spectators in attendance. So he was like, well, what's, what's the deal there guys. But uh, that's the, that's the, What's the RNA they call them? Oh yeah, the uh, the Royal, Royal Golf Association or yeah, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, we don't we don't know the exact terms here. We're not pros. Uh, that's that's no. Awok. He's the professional gambler and the <laughs> yeah. TJ correspondent. That's why we bring we bring him on for uh, for this stuff. But uh, I do I do I want to ask about one other guy who I saw uh, very high on the list was uh, Victor Hovland. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, he's been playing pretty well. And a lot of people have him high on that, uh, odd sheet. Yeah. He's a, he's a, like a really good young player and he's kind of like a fantastic ball striker. He won, I think at Mayacoba in Mexico earlier this year. Uh, that could be wrong on that one. Uh, I, he's a Norwegian guy. He's a Euro, oh. uh, but awesome dude like watch some interviews with victor hovland or even he he wrote uh he wrote a big memo about why he was withdrawing from from a tournament recently and it was just hilarious like he seems like a super fun guy uh but still super young hammers the ball uh that'd be an awesome bet a, a guy to put in your dfs lineup for sure um outright you know who, who knows what's gonna happen but i'm sure he's gonna show up this week yeah, we mentioned a, a lot of names. Are there, just to recap it, are there other guys who for sure you're going to put in your lineup or are you going to be sprinkling some cash on this week? Uh, I think we've covered most of them, but one other, uh, we'll name another Englishman, and that's Terrell Hatton. He's a guy that, uh, decent short game, a uh, really good iron player. He's got four top tens this year, uh, tied for second at Palmetto a few weeks ago. So Terrell Hatton, I think he's got a legitimate shot at winning it. And I, last I looked, he was paying around 35 to one or something like that. So you could have a, a decent bet with Terrell Hatton for sure. Nice. Well, I like all those picks. We, we mentioned a lot of names and uh, you definitely have some clout now considering uh, how you finished with the U.S. Open. So we'll, we'll see what happens this time around at uh, the Open Championship yeah. just outside of Sandwich. Yeah. Sandwich. <laughs> how, yeah. How great would it be to be from a town called Sandwich? <laughs> You know, good. I guess I, I would be pretty. I mean, it, it'd be pretty. Uh, it's pretty high on my bucket list of things to or places to live. But yeah, or, uh, or if you imagine if your parents named you Ruben, 
and you were born in sandwich <laughs> that would be uh that would be Cruel. interesting yeah yeah well we'll have to get a twitter poll up uh, on what the best sandwich is i know uh awok uh likes his twitter polls yeah. and he, he recently had what a- was the onion one what was the, the red onion, onion one the red the onion, red onion okay. was the most popular uh onion i heard a hustler on your show doesn't really like the green onion, which surprised me. I love green onions. I'll put green onions on absolutely everything. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, he was right. I think it was the lowest percentage on my poll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, green green onions on on egg salad, baked potatoes, green mm-hmm. onion pie. You know, it's all good. So, uh, one uh, one other note on the Open Championship and uh, and other other majors actually. And Jr., you like this one? Uh, the last two major winners were using the Callaway Chrome Soft balls. There that you was, go, uh, John Ram and and uh, Phil Phil Mickelson. So uh, look for the guys playing Callaway to win this weekend. I believe they mentioned Sh- uh, Shifley, Mark Shifley, Mark Shifley's <laughs> playing the Open Championship. Championship coming off a hot suspension, but yeah, he's allowed he's, to play. Uh, he's playing the Callaways, so uh, look out! <laughs> nice. Look out, uh, Pro V ones. But yeah, uh, I, I love them. I love the I love the Callaway balls. I actually enjoy the Callaway drivers as well. Just like uh, Phil smashing out. There. I don't know if Rom plays a Callaway driver, but he he might. He might. He might. I, I play some Callaway call. wedges. I got a Callaway driver. <laughs> See, there you go. Yep. Did you get your wedges back, by the way, Mike? I did. Uh, well, shout out to uh, my mom who listens to the uh, the show. <laughs> she was uh, up at the family cottage uh, at, at Grand Pines where I left my Callaway wedges, and she kindly uh, picked them up for me. So uh, thanks, Mom. Yeah, shout out to Mike's mom, and uh, shout out again to AWOC. Thanks so much for uh, giving us the time, giving us some of your picks, and breaking down the the Open Championship and who knows, maybe we'll have to have you back on again and do a, a whole nother round of maybe not gambling stuff, no. but we'll, we'll run through uh, some of the other fun stuff that uh, we get well, to do here on 18 over par. We'll I think have we got to, nine uh, months till the next major. So but we got the, uh, <laughs> we'll have to do one for the Olympics. The Olympics is coming right. up and, uh, <laughs> there you go. and uh, we'll have to have you back on then. And we can do a, a back nine lightning round with AWOC and really get to know you as a person. Oh, that would be oh. great. <laughs> That sounds great. Maybe it'll be a back 18 lightning round. (laughs) Bring some onions. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, thanks again for coming on and uh, we will chat with you guys. Maybe before the Olympics. Hopefully. Thanks for having me on. Thanks. Thank you. I walked. And you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot. You're late for your tea time, as per usual. It's 12.12, but you wouldn't know. The clock in your piece-of-shit ride just blinks eights at you. It's embarrassing. You find the parking stall the farthest away from the clubhouse. It can't be seen in your shitbox. You know you're going to play awful because you feel awful. Your car doesn't match that swagger buried deep down inside. That golfing champion waiting to be unleashed. Ding. Your bumper hits the concrete as you accidentally sit on it while putting on your golf shoes. You smile. Because tomorrow, you're going to see Jamie Wilkie at the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park. The front doors will open like the Azalea Line gates at Augusta. 
You'll ask for the best-looking guy there. You'll find the former amateur champ, Jamie Wilkie, staring back at you. You hand over your money. Your new ride glistens as it pulls out of the dealership. Then Jamie approaches and whispers in your ear, Son, next week, I'm taking you golfing at Breezy Bend. I'll show you a thing or two. You smile again, as now your golf game will look and feel as good as your new ride. Improve your ride and your drive with Jamie Wilkie at the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park. WinnipegDodge.com JR, we have a lot of fun on this podcast, but I want to take a second to talk about something that has affected me personally. Every year, millions of Canadians suffer from brain freeze. It can happen to anyone. It's a hot summer day. You're aggressively enjoying a DQ cool treat, a blizzard, a dilly bar, or a variety of personalized ice cream cakes, and whammo, brain freeze. It hits you like a triple bogey. The good news is you can enjoy these delicious treats in a moderately sized bite. So get over to any Nick and Nicky's group of DQs and enjoy some DQ treats safely. DQ Northgate on McPhillips, DQ Pole Park in, food, in the food court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. Go see them today for tasty treats. <laughs> 